you carry the name of Jesus. The spirit of God is on the inside of you. And out of your mouth can flow blessings and cursings. And Jesus tells you and I, don't separate people. This is what he's saying. In fact, when he's saying don't judge, the word judge, it means to separate, to put asunder. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going into a part number seven of the series entitled, Can We All Get Along? And today we're going to continue in the message that we started on last week, which was entitled, Don't Judge Me. And this is actually part number two of that message, and it is subtitled, The Gathering. Don't Judge Me, The Gathering. I'm telling you, we, we've got a lot of titles and subtitles and all that. Well, I, I believe that you're going to be richly blessed as you hear this one. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's message and the entire series, and you can watch them or listen to them at your leisure. You can download them. You can get our podcast. You can join us on Roku TV. We're there. So check us out. We will be so glad to have you. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is subtitled The Gathering. Don't judge me, part two, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, uh, once again, welcome everybody, and I'm thankful that you're here today. I'm thankful that you are awake. If you're not awake now, I don't know what to do. Hallelujah. And I'm not just talking about your physical body. Let your spirit man be awakened and called to attention. Hallelujah. Awakened from the inside and called to attention. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're in a series now entitled, Can We All Get Along? And this is actually today part number seven of that series. And the Lord said, um, I believe wants me to go into a part number two of last week's message. And it was entitled, Don't Judge Me. And uh, we're going to also title this The Gathering, really. The Gathering, Don't Judge Me. The Gathering. So if you haven't heard parts one, go back and do it now. We're going to read uh, Matthew 7 once again, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5 out of the King James Version. Then I want to show you some things about this. We're going to go into the Greek today. We're going to talk about a little bit about uh, how certain words were, uh, were translated, the mood and the tense. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that so we can get a little bit educated today. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some of the Greek and Strong's numbers for you to go back later and look at these things yourself because I want you to get the full picture of what the Lord is saying through this because there's so much in these verses. It is unreal. It says here, um, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5 of the King James Version. This is how it reads. It says, judge not, the Lord Jesus speaking, judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou uh, say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye, thou hypocrite. 
First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Now we realize here that Jesus is talking, as he talks about judgment, he's talking about a social judgment, right? How we treat one another. He's not talking about um, judgment as far as don't judge criminally. No, if you broke the law, you need to go to jail. <laughs> right? He's not talking about governmentally. He's talking about socially, how we treat one another, how we act toward one another. In more particular, he's speaking to his disciples. So he's saying uh, to his followers, any followers of Jesus today? He's saying to his followers, and we can say this too, he's talking to his enlightened ones. That's going to make more sense to you in a minute. He's speaking to his enlightened ones, telling us how we should relate to each other and to the world. Remember, the Bible, the word of God was not written uh, to the world. It was written to the body. Because the world may not understand it, number one, and two, most going to just throw it in the trash. He's not going to cast that which is holy before dogs, so to speak. You understand? It's written to you, the born again believer, because the Holy Spirit, once the Holy Spirit is inside of you, he helps you to interpret and to understand and believe what he's saying. So this is God's letter to you, the believer, the follower of Jesus. Hallelujah. His enlightened ones. So I want to show you this. Now, let's go back up to verse number one. I'm going to just read the first part of verse number one because I want you to, to really get into this and really, really going to dive into this. It says, judge not that ye be not judged. Say that with me. Judge not that ye be not judged. Now, I want you to note that the word judge here in verse number one is a Greek word, krino. Say krino. 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 And you'll find that, of course, that's Strong's number uh, G, which Greek, uh, 2919. And krino was written in the imperative mood. Imperative mood tells me when it's used in a, in a uh, form of a verb, of course, because he's using this word as a verb, judge not. That is, this is a, an action word, right? Imperative means this is a command. This is a command. So we would already know that Jesus is not making a suggestion here. Jesus as king, as royal, as conqueror, is declaring, telling his disciples his followers his enlightened ones he's commanding us not to judge now that's very powerful isn't it now of course he's talking about social matters how we treat one another he's not telling you never go into politics and become a judge in a courtroom no he's not saying that we need more good judges on the bench righteous judges on the bench hallelujah Matter of fact, I just spoke to one the other day and told him, I'm praying for you. Hallelujah. Righteous judges on the bench. I'm praying for you, your honor. Praise the Lord. I'm praying for you. All on, on the Supreme Court. Oh, my Lord. We need some righteous judges on the bench. He's not saying to them. He's not saying to the body of Christ, don't become a judge in a courtroom or don't become a police officer. You're going to have to make judge judgments there, too. Or even a parent. You're going to have to make judgments there, too. Right? have to make judgments all throughout society and all throughout life in some way form or fashion but he's talking about how we should relate to each other i am not to judge you 
as we found last week, because I am not your judge. There is one that will judge you, but that's not me. All right? So right away, he's commanding the body. If you are a part of the body of Christ, he's commanding you, don't judge. Do not judge. Judge not. I love the Lord. He could just put a period right there, but he doesn't. He tells us why, if you look in, we're going to look in this, he's going to tell us why we shouldn't do this, why not to do this. He doesn't just say, don't do it, but he tells us why. And he tells us also consequences if we disobey this command. You ready to get into this? This is so good. So he says, judge not or crino not. Why? That ye be not judged. Now the word crino means to separate. In the Greek, it means to separate, to put asunder, to pick out, select, or choose. Now listen, to pick out, select, or choose. This is one reason that we're talking about the gathering today. Grab a hold of this. In order for you and I to pick something out, to select or choose, there must first have to be a group. Why would you pick something out as just one? Why would he warn you? Don't pick out. But no, there has to be a selection, a selection of people, human race or those in your classroom, those in your workplace. He says, don't pick out one. Don't separate them. Listen, you are so powerful in God that you have the ability with your voice to separate. So he's talking to kings, those who have the spirit of God dwelling on the inside of you, because you'll understand you are the enlightened ones and he's given you authority. You carry the name of Jesus. The spirit of God is on the inside of you and out of your mouth can flow blessings and cursings. And Jesus tells you and I don't separate people. This is what he's saying. In fact, when he's saying don't judge, the word judge, it means to separate, to put asunder. Don't put them asunder. In other words, you've got a group of people here. Don't say that you can come and you can't come. Don't separate. Don't put them asunder. Because if we look at this in Matthew 12, Matthew, the 12th chapter, verse 30, the Lord makes something very plain here. He says, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me does what? Scatters abroad. So when you prefer one group, one thing over another, you make a separation. You divide. You're not gathering. Are you hearing? So he says, judge not. And that, here again, crino means, crino means to separate, to put asunder, to pick out. To pick out. When you say that this is holy and that is not holy, talking to other people, especially in the body. Because he goes further on down, he says, if you see your brother with the speck in his eye. Are you hearing? If you see your brother with a fault, your brother in a fault, your brother or your sister in a fault. This talks about uh, the Lord's talking about how to relate, first of all, to one another. 
and how to relate to the world. Because listen, now that Christ Jesus on the inside of you, we now walk in the light. And we begin to have experiences that we did not have while walking in darkness. While you walked in darkness, you couldn't see fault. You couldn't see sin, so to speak. You didn't know what was holy or not holy because you were walking in darkness. But now that the lights are on, now you see falls, uh, flaws. Now you see sin. Now you see errors. You see it all. But here again, we have to be like Jesus. Jesus, all God, yet all man, he walked in the light. He is light. And don't you know that he saw the faults, flaws, and sins on everything? everybody that he passed still the bible says that god did not send jesus into the world to condemn the world but that through him the world might be saved he's calling us to be in to to exemplify his model to follow his example so now that we are enlightened we're going to see things and Jesus does not say that, hey, there was no speck or you're wrong in judging that. No, there was, in fact, a speck. There was, in fact, a fault. There was, in fact, a problem. You have judged correctly, but your judgment is going to cost you. I wanted somebody hearing that. There is a right way and a wrong way to do this. And Jesus tells us both in this context. Yes, you have judged right, rightly. Yes, they have sinned. You get the prize. Yes, there's a fault in their life. Yes, they are. Yes, 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 you have judged rightly. But now that you have cleaned it, something's going to happen. So this talks about us sitting in a, an official capacity. He says, don't judge. He doesn't say don't be a judge because know you not that we will judge angels. There is a certain judgment, righteous judgment that is accounted to us, but not to judge one another. Not to sit, and we're going to see this, not to sit in judgment against each other. This can be done verbally. Hmm. You know, I don't, what's so wrong, so-and-so, hmm. It can be done by gesture, like I said, you know, hmm. It can be done by look, it can be done by thought. As you tear and rip people apart, pull them asunder by judgment. Not just, well, I didn't say it, but you thought it. And don't you know that Jesus is interested in your thought life too? What's in your heart? In the Old Testament, it was, uh, you know, you have adultery with this lady. You physically had adultery with her. You know, you are an adulterer. You physically had intercourse with her, so you are an adulterer. But Jesus said, hey, if you even thought about it, you've already done it with her in your heart. You're sinning. Old Testament, if you took a knife or whatever, and you killed somebody, physically killed them, that made you murder. New Testament said, Jesus said, uh, the word says, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. So God's concerned about the fault life, your inner life. He's really, because listen, the Lord is setting us up. Let me tell you what the Lord is doing in this hour, if you didn't know. He's setting us up to receive the greatest end time harvest, the greatest harvest of souls that this world has ever seen, that this world has ever known. And judgment is coming to his house, first of all. 
People say, oh, okay, what's going to happen? Somebody going to die? Listen, judgment begins as God separates. Remember the word here is crino, separate, put asunder. Why would he let fresh babies being born and come into his house, come into the fellowship, and we got uh, those who shake babies to death? Those who criticize people because they sit in the wrong seat, because they got the wrong parking space. Those who criticize people, why are you wearing shorts in church? Oh, you old hag. God help that person. Excuse my French. If this is all they got, then it's all they got. I tell you, Jesus is more concerned about their soul than their clothes. Are you hearing? Oh, why are you doing that? And looking at people with disdain and, and jealousy, but let somebody drive up in some fancy car wearing a fancy suit. Oh, come on and sit right here with me. Why? Because you can do something for me. You can do something for this church. You selfish something. And another man comes in smelling like alcohol, rough clothes on. Oh, sit back there. God's concerning about his soul. So he's getting his church together. He's getting his house together. Those that would receive those that are coming. Those who would receive them with love. Receiving them with love regardless of their skin color. Regardless of their economic background. Regardless of their social background. Regardless of their gender. That we'll receive them all. Remember Jesus has called us to be net fishermen. He throws the net out. And pulls them in. Let God clean the catch. Let God clean the fish. Don't disqualify people or judge them beforehand. And judging people beforehand is a real fancy word for that. It's called prejudice. When you prejudge people, when you say who can be saved or who cannot be saved because of what the color of their skin because of where they've been oh you've been oh praise jesus and so the very first thing that our king our lord commands us when you see them don't you do it don't you do it you have the heart of god and you love them and you help them but don't you dare judge them. Hallelujah. That's a good clap moment right there. Let's go ahead and clap right there. That's a good clap. Isn't that a good clap moment, Mother Aunt? Let's follow on verse number. Let's look at the, um, verse number two. It says, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. So now he's getting, a, getting into the why. He's getting into the why. And we're going to find here another Greek word here for judgment. The word here is krima. Krima. Strong's number uh, G, 2917. Krima. And krima means, of course, it means judgment, but it means a decree. A decree, judgment. It means condemnation of wrong. The decision, whether severe or mild which one passes on the faults of others a decision 
I love the word decree. Decree, a decree is an official order issued by a legal authority. An official order, legal, an official order uh, issued by a legal authority. So when you take your gavel and you make a stand, you say, this is what it is. This is an official order. Listen to this. He says, if you, he says, for with what judgment, with what decree? Here again, you're sitting in your official seat as a son of God, as a, as a child of God. Don't worry about gender. He's, because the word son does not denote gender. It denotes a position with God. Hallelujah. We've said this before. Uh, sisters, you should have no problem with being called a son. Just like brothers, we should have no problem being called a bride. It is not about gender. It's your position with God. Those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Hallelujah. All right. So as you are seated with Christ, the Bible says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Right. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's a place of judgment. That's being higher than anything else. And Many people aren't serious about that authority that Christ has given to you, but he is very serious about it. So this word judgment talks about a decree. A decree is an order that's issued by a legal authority. Think about that being in the courtroom. A judge stands up or rather he sits and he raises his gavel and lowers it down and he's about to make a decree. He's about to make an order. He's about to make a ruling. He's about to say, uh, tell so-and-so, uh, you have to now pay them that money, and so-and-so, you have to do that. And if they don't do it, he can call them up on charges or have them arrested or whatever else. There, there is penalty related to, related to that. He's about to set actions in motion with his decree, with his order that comes out of his mouth. You, as a child of God, have decreeing power. You can set things in motion. But Jesus said, he didn't say this power was wrong. He didn't say this power was improper. You can use this power, but just not against each other. Does that make sense? He said, don't judge. For if you judge, if you, if you make a decree against someone else, you shall also receive a decree against you. Isn't that powerful? So if we, here again, the word um, uh, judgment there is krima, and krima means, of course, it means judgment. It means condemnation of wrong. You, you condemn them. You condemn their actions. You condemn their faults or their flaws. You criticize them. You judge them. You ostracize them. You cast them aside. You say, because of your past, you're not welcomed here. Because of what you did, you're no longer welcome. You put this stamp down and you isolate them. You've been to jail. You were a sex offender. You're not welcome here. When you do that, 
When you put them on trial, because this is talking about a trial, when you put them on trial and you become judge, jury, and executioner, and you do that to them, turn around because court is also in session for you. And the Lord said, with the same measure that you meet, with the same intensity in which you have judged them, that same intensity is also being judged against you. Now I wonder who's doing the judging against you or against the person that did the judging. You'll find that there's a law that's in motion. When you send something out, it's going to boomerang, boomerang and come right back to you. This is not, it's not wrong to decree, make an official decree from heaven. It's not wrong to decree, but Jesus said, don't do it against them. Make sense? When we begin to disqualify people based on their past or based on their present, he used to dance on the pole. What? And you come in and sit on the front row in your hoochie mama clothes? And you begin to look down? Hmm, what's happening? Judgment, court's in session. All rise, the unhonorable stank saint is in session. And they're about to have a stank saint court. And the moment you put your gavel down and you do that, turn around and someone is saying, all rise. The honorable righteous court session is now in effect because that judgment is correct. Oh, my goodness. Turn to your name and tell him, don't be a stank saint. Look at this again. It says, for with what judgment ye judge? The word judge there is actually krino again. And the word krino, me, uh, uh, this krino here is written in the uh, active voice and imperative mood. Active meaning you, the subject is doing the action. Subject is doing the action. Or rather, in the active voice and indicative mood. Indicative is a simple statement of faith. Not faith, I'm sorry, simple statement of fact. Statement of fact. So it's a fact. It's a fact. Listen, he said, here again, the first judge here, where it says, for with what judgment ye judge? Again, that is krino, and that is active indicative, meaning you are doing this, and it is a fact that you are doing this. Heaven is very real. It's the fact that you are doing this, he says, and of course, this word again, krino, let's go with the word separation picked out. You have separated them. You have picked them out. You've torn some things asunder. You have made a judgment against that person. And he said, for with, for with what judgment ye judge, the next phrase here, ye shall be judged. This phrase, uh, uh, krino here, still the same Greek word, krino. This is now written in the passive voice indicative mood in other words passive meaning you're not the um passive mean that you are now the recipient of the action you're not doing the action you are now the recipient of it let's go back 
He says, for with judge, with what judgment you judge, you judge, you're giving the action out. You judge, you're giving the action out. It shall be, uh, it says what now? Ye shall be judged. In other words, you become the recipient. It is now happening to you. When you send it out, it is also now happening to you. Give and it shall be given unto you. What goes around comes around. Sometimes this justice is swift and sometimes it takes a while, but it will surely come back. So Jesus starts and he says again, don't judge. But then he tells us why you hold session for them. Session is also being held for you. Are you, are you still with me? Now look at this last part that we're going to begin to close out. He says, for what? Let's go back. Let me get the, get the verse. It says, for with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Now, here's a fun part here. I love this. Because measure talks about uh, some type of measuring cup or some type of measuring instrument. How much you, how much you determine to give out. That's how much is going to be determined about what comes back. If you measure out judgment with a teaspoon, well, you'll get the teaspoon back. But if you measure out judgment in the size of a dump truck, get ready because the dump truck is coming back. You've been mean, cruel, and hideous to others. Here comes a big old freight load. What you have given out, that same exact measure of judgment is going to come right back to you. Not partially, but that same exact judgment. This is why we got to confess our sins before the Lord and confess any past actions, any past judgments and ask him to wash us and cleanse us of these things and throw yourself on the mercy of the court. Are you hearing? He said, it shall be measured to you again. Look, look at this word. Um, it shall be measured. It shall be measured. Uh, that is the word anti-metreo, um, anti-metreo in the Greek. Strong's number G488. It means to measure back, to measure in return, repay. You will be repaid. So in fact, what is Jesus saying? Let me wrap this up here. We haven't gotten all this. Oh my God, it, there's a fountain flowing up here. What's the Lord saying in a nutshell here? Let me read this to you. He gave this to me. This is so powerful. Listen, as you sit in your royal priestly office as sons of God, be careful not to pass sentence on your fellow man because you will have to endure the exact same ruling over your life. If you live a lifestyle separating, judging, or condemning others because of their faults, you will also be separated, judged, and condemned too. This can occur verbally, it can occur mentally, or even through your actions. Furthermore, when you have your day in court, the day of repayment, you will have uh, you will have it easy if you have gone easy. You will have it hard if you have gone hard on them. Avoid this altogether and focus on allowing the Holy Spirit 
to help you to remove the fault in your own life before you attempt to remove the fault in others. Remember, as enlightened ones, you're going to see. You're going to see faults and you're going to see flaws. What should we have done? Jesus said, how can you see? And we're closing. How do you how do you you see this speck in your brother's eye? And how is it that you don't consider the moat in your eye? And you begin to pass judgment. He says, hypocrite. What should have been done? You see the speck and cause that speck to spark a consideration of your of your current state. Oh, my God, I, I see you're you're in drugs. Oh, I see you. You're 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 alcohol. I, I see you have a bad addiction. Instead of judging them, let that sight cause you to do self-reflection. God, what, what, what am I doing? Father, forgive me of the sin in my life. Wash me clean. Make me clean. I see sin in your life and I see that you're overcome by sin. Father, where am I being overcome by sin? Where am I being overcome by sin? Help me, Holy Spirit. Give me, give me deliverance, Holy Spirit. Give me deliverance in this area of my life. Show me where I am missing it. Yes, I see that they are plainly missing it, but where am I missing it? Where am I being deceived? Because listen, here again, when you see that on them, let that cause you to do self-reflection. The more you see the more God allows you to see, he will also allow you to see what's on you and in you too. I pray that made sense to you today. There's a whole lot more. Maybe we'll do it next time. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this word that you've given us today. And Lord, I pray really that, that you will just continue to feed us your word and that we would move throughout this earth in righteous judgment and making righteous decrees. Lord, loosing people from bondages, loosing them from oppressions. But Father, before we can do all of that, I pray in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit would deal with our hearts, with every area, every area where we are failing you, every area that we have a fault, a flaw. Father, we are first to admit this, and we ask you to cleanse us we pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.